0: Hello, this is Annika Flandro and you're listening to Just Sporty Things Podcast. Now, Cass Elliott did not give me the rights to that song, so I don't know if I can actually use that in my intro. But I just thought it would be nice to have some music on while I introduce myself a little bit and introduce this podcast. It's called Just Sporty Things, and it's just an idea that I had because of all this like Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey stuff going on. Um, basically, this is a sports podcast, a podcast about sports, hosted by Swifty, and it's for people who are new to the sports world and need a place to start and need a place to feel comfortable to learn, to be dumb as dirt in the sports world and not know anything about facts and statistics, and that's me. <laughs> I'm that person, but I am wanting to learn because I grew up playing sports. I grew up playing water polo and swim and I did that in middle school and high school. And yeah, I just love sports. I love being competitive. Um, but it just feels like there's not really a lot of space for newbies in the sports world. It feels like you always you have to have like this knowledge of the lore, what's going on in current events with just any sport. So yeah, this is just for beginners and me. Um, and so yeah, I wanted to ch- I wanted to open up the first podcast by introducing some topics for the day and kind of it, uh, go through have the setup of the podcast. I first of all, I want to talk about the NFL today because of everything that's going on with Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. I wanted to talk about football and specifically the NFL. I'm not going to talk about college football. Um, That'll be a whole other day, but anyway, so yeah, so topics for the day, the origins of the NFL, and then currently what's going on in the NFL, aka the Super Bowl this Sunday. Um, I'm going to talk about the Taylor Swift effect and just all all, all of the things that are kind of surrounding everything Taylor Swift and the NFL right now. Um, I'm also going to talk about the beef with kickers because I firmly believe that kicking in football is the goofiest, most uh, performative uh, like position in football and, and in most sports too. I'm like, why do we have... To... Anyway, so I'm going to discuss my beef with kickers um, and then I'm going to talk about some football media, like any TV shows, movies that are football base and that are good that I have seen or I've heard good things about and then yeah well let's just start from the top this segment of the podcast I'm going to be talking about the origins of football and how it came to be like the most popular sport in America and it's also played worldwide which is interesting I didn't really know that I just thought it was just like an American thing And I also wanted to say that I have had so much fun researching this and it kind of sad because I have to like boil a lot of things down to make everything fit in 25-30 minutes. Um, But yeah, like my notes are overflowing. I've been having so much fun. So anyway, let's get right into it as to not waste any more time. Um, The father of football, Walter Campbell, the lore runs deep. So basically the first games of American football were played in college and they weren't like sports sanctioned or like actually had any franchise or system. Really the, the teams kind of had their own way of playing. So, for example, Harvard and Yale played in 1875, and Harvard had a much more rugby center way of playing football, and Yale had a more your Euro- more European like football, like what we call soccer in America way of playing. So so Harvard beat Yale 4 0 in the first like school sanctioned game, and that's pretty embarrassing for Yale. And it's hence why they have like such a strong record rivalry to this day I know this is college but it's just like a little splash of detail but yeah like football sports in general they just cause people to hate each other like if you're not on my team like you're dead to me basically and we're gonna beat you 4-0 and it's gonna be embarrassing and um Walter Campbell who I mentioned above he was a Yale student and he was really intrigued about the game just in general like oh my gosh like this beautiful mix of rugby and soccer like who would have thunk this who would have thunked is what walter campbell asked himself and he joined the football committee and was responsible for a lot of innovation that made the game safer and more cohesive like the line of scrimmage and the pass to the center to the quarterback like done by hands instead of feet um, the front pass rule, which is actually very different from rugby specifically. Rugby, you pass to the side, and football, you pass forwards. And because of all the mayhem that happens when the two teams like uh, like hit each other after they break, that then the ball needs to be going forward because it needs to get that momentum out and forward. And so he he was able to create that, and it really has it really helped people. Because people literally died playing football, like, in the early days. Right now, like, just currently, there's just a lot of, like, brain damage that happens. And I'll talk a little bit more about that later. Um, but people, like, were dying in a lot of games in the early days. So Walter Campbell is really celebrated for just making the game safer and more accessible for people to play. Anyway, if you- let's move on to what's kind of going on currently in American football. Worldwide, there has always been a goal for American football to be in the Olympics, at least within the IFAF. And that goal has been going on for decades. They, in fact, played a game in 1932 in the Summer Olympics in Los Angeles. That was the first time a football had ever been played in the Olympics, and it's the only time. And that's because... They, they don't have a lot of outreach. There's not a lot of people that play this sport in Africa. There needs to be expansion to pl- like places that will make it like a cohesive Olympic thing. I mean, think of the rings. It's a full circle. We need the whole world to be playing these sports. Why do you think that they tried so hard to get a bobsledding team in Jamaica? Because they need everyone to be playing it. And also it's because they don't have a women's division in football. There's not competitive women's football. And that is an issue as well because that's half the population of the entire world. And again, think of those rings. We need a full friggin' circle. And so um I don't really know exactly what the what the IFAF is doing to try to promote more of, like, football and Olympic sports to see if that could ever happen. But I think it's really interesting, and I'll probably do more research about that if anyone wants to know. So let's move on to this weekend, perchance. I'm talking about the San Francisco 49ers versus the Kansas City Chiefs in Las Vegas, Nevada. Oh, baby. Yeah, they're going back. Well, actually, this is the first time and the Allegiant Stadium has ever been played in, I think, in the Super Bowl at least. But by what I mean by going back is the Chiefs are going back to the Super Bowl for the fourth time in five years. They are NFL royalty in their own right. And yes, Taylor Swift has helped Patrick Mahomes be – well, Patrick Mahomes, but obviously Travis Kelsey, they're dating. But, like, even Patrick Mahomes, well, I don't know. Anyway, they're just, like, household names now. Like, they're, they're NFL royalty. They're real-life royalty. These boys are on top. And I think that – I don't know. I heard a couple things that people are kind of underestimating them in this game. Like, they're, they think that they're not going to win. And it's just, like – a little confusing because they've been doing so good for the five years so I don't really know how those statistics work like how sports statistics work but all I know is they're going back for the fourth Super Bowl in five years and they oh yeah they won last year against the Eagles. We all knew about that, that Travis Kelsey, Jason Kelsey stuff. That This will be the first, if they win this year, this will be the first back to back championship that's happened since 20 years ago when the New England Patriots beat the Carolina Panthers. So, like, this is huge for the Chiefs. This is huge for making it to the court or the Super Bowl. Uh, I mean, it always is, but like, this, it's just this type of, of, Franchise building that they could do, with, and and record breaking that they could do is huge. Um, just a little bit. Patrick Mahomes is he's considered like the best quarterback in the NFL currently, and he's he's compared to Tom Brady a lot. Um, and he's lucky he has Travis Kelsey, his right hand man, the team's tight end. If anyone didn't know his position, if you only knew what a quarterback was, he's a tight end. Travis Kelsey runs blocks. He catches the ball. He does it all, basically. He's just, he gets, he does everything. And um, he currently has a couple records in the NFL right now. I had them written down, but I don't know where they went. But anyway, yes, he's like a really great player, too. Um... And so I know we all care about the Kansas City Chiefs, like whether you want them to win or lose, you kind of get the idea. So I wanted to talk about the Patriots a little bit, or no, sorry, the 49ers a little bit. Their quarterback is this 24-year-old kid named Brock Purdy, and it's a little sad (laughs) when I was looking into him, he was the 262nd pick of the the 2022 nfl draft and they literally nicknamed him mr irrelevant and he was overlooked for his for a lot of his career in iowa state they literally called him mr irrelevant like that's so embarrassing so he's got a lot to like just for his own personal pride like you've got a lot like laying on this super bowl and he's also not the 49ers first pick he's i think their fifth pick because their quarterbacks have like been sick or injured or can't play for whatever reason so he's like four or five um so he's got a lot to <laughs> he's, he's the underdog in this for sure Um, their coach, Kyle, oh yeah, the 49ers coach, Kyle Shanahan, Shanahan, yeah, is seeking his first Super Bowl title. He's appeared in two, but he's never won. And his team actually had pretty strong leads in both games, but lost brutally, like, to to both of those teams. It was just, like, really, just really embarrassing. So, yeah, there's just a lot of make-up pride that the 49ers I think are going to try to do in this game which would be really interesting and in, in no way are they like quote-unquote like underdogs in this I don't think because I've heard that they have like a really amazing offensive team and in fact the only way that they really got into the Super Bowl was because the, the game they played to get into the Super Bowl they were down the at halftime and they just like really kicked it into gear with their offense because um, their their coach just is like a really good offensive coach I guess. And this is another little fun tidbit. Javin Hargrave, who plays on the 49ers, who's playing in the Super Bowl this year, also played in last year's Super Bowl with the Eagles. So he's already lost to the Chiefs and yeah, so the coach, the quarterback, this Javon Hargrave guy, like, they he's the defensive tackle. They all have, like, pride. Not only winning the Super Bowl, the biggest sports event in America, but, like, they have their own personal pride on the line. And I just, I don't know. It's, I think it's going to be so interesting. I'm so excited for this year. And um, And this last little tidbit... In 2020, the Chiefs beat the 49ers, 31-21. to Like, they've already played. They've already versed each other, and the Chiefs won. Like, really really well. Like, beat them really bad. (laughs) So, this is just, like, it's all around, like, I think the 49ers are just going to need a lot of grit. I don't know. All the technical details, la-la-la-la. But, like, I just know for me, if I was on the 49ers, I would be like, I have to get in, like, the perfect, not necessarily, like, revenge headspace, but, like, redemption headspace. Like, I have to redeem me, my franchise, my team. Like, I think it's just going to be really fun and really, um, hopefully just, like, a really good game because the 49ers have a great offen- offensive team, and they've, they've got a good defensive team. I mean, they're in the NFL, they have to, but the the chiefs have a really specifically good defensive team if if what i've heard is correct or maybe i'm just making things up i i never know um i'm one of those people that are like convinced myself that a dream that i had a couple days ago actually happened and i have to be like "porter like did this really happen or did i dream this?" so i don't know they could have a terrible defensive team but i don't think so and anyway okay this year's halftime show will feature grammy winning R&B. Artist, usher, yeah. So that's that'll be exciting. Anyways, so we have about ten minutes left. I re- I really want to talk about Taylor Swift, but mostly I think that I I just want to read this quote about it because this quote kind of kind of envelops what I wanted to what I wanted this podcast to be about and then i'll just I'd say a little things here a little things there uh but the first little thing that i want to say is that taylor swift is just being a businessman I mean, she's literally doing the song if i was a man like she, her and elon musk are flying in private jets the same amount but like taylor swift is getting poopoo caca on it for for doing that and but it's just like she has a demand to fulfill. The people want the Taylor Swift. Like, what? Is She just supposed to stop outputting her product, her brand because a little bit of jet fuel? I'm like, what? What kind of businessman thinks that way? And I'm not saying it's ethical. I don't. I'm not saying that I like, you know, jet fuel emissions or whatever. But I'm just saying, like, why are you mad at Elon Musk too? And for everybody saying that. Taylor Swift is ruining football. You need to get over yourself. <laughs> like basically, Charles Barkley was on this show with Bob Costas. He's he's like an announcer for all sorts of things and I just remember that he had uh, a blood vessel popped in his eye during the winter olympics one year i think it was 2016 and so he would like it would show somebody snowboarding and then to bob costas being like up next we have figure skating men's and women's division couples division and then you're like because <laughs> his eye was like all bloodshed anyway any who's he um well yeah taylor swift she's just being a businessman and like what kind of I don't know, she's just I feel like she's just being held to this like crazy standard because she's a woman. Um, and it's just like easier to nitpick. Like that Nick Kroll bit about how you just get so mad at your mom for no reason. I'm like that's what people are doing to Taylor Swift. They're being like, Mom, stop talking about my jacket. They're like, Taylor, like you're being too good of a business person. <laughs> like, you need to back off. Anyway, I wasn't I don't know, I don't know nothing. I don't know nothing about nobody. Um, All I know is that there is this really cool quote from uh, the New Yorker, uh, and I just wanted to read it because I think it's really good. Oh, yeah. Kyle Chayka, writer for the New York Times. I guess it's not the New Yorker, it's the New York Times. Um, This is the quote. According to Hegel, a slow march of human civilization was intermittently disrupted and shifted by heroes, singular figures whose vocation it was to be the agents of the world's spirit. As he wrote, such heroes interfere in and remake the world. Their deeds produce a complex of historical relations which appear to be only their interest in their work. All the realities of an era seem to trace back to these individuals. Hegel had Caesar in mind, as well as Napoleon, his own contemporary. All of the heroes he identified were men. Today, though, Hegel might be forced to loosen his paradigm and assign the role of world spirit agent to Taylor Swift. Just let that sink in. I'm sorry, but she caused a seismic-level earthquake. I don't know if seismic is, like, an actual category. I just know that, like it was a big enough earthquake that they were able to d- detect it at one of her friggin' concerts because her fans were bouncing up and down too loud to shake it off. She's not messing around, people. Anyway, um, so I just thought that was really interesting because she is a world spirit agent. Like, a lot of things, like, and and maybe not for m- men necessarily. I think they're, they're more of, like, like... Uh, uh, like ricochet (laughs) her effect has ricocheted onto them and but like for for women like I feel like 2023 was such a, a fun time to be a woman where it's just like you can't make fun of the things that I like like I like Barbie I like Taylor Swift like you can't make fun of me these are like the most important things going on in the world and like growing up as a as a girl playing sports specifically like tying this back to sports it's like you were always told that, like, or not told. I don't think anyone necessarily told me. But it was, like, a feeling that you get where it's, like, you're not as good as the boys. You can't play with your older brother's friends soccer at recess. And it's, like, we're all eight years old. Like, how good are we all going to be at soccer or kickball, you know? And so it's just it's just really nice to not feel embarrassed <laughs> like by the things that you like. I don't know. I think that, like, kids who like anime can probably really relate to that like how like anime was such like this silly thing and almost like too weird to even like think about like if you if someone found out you watch anime you're just like a weirdo but now it's like nfl players watch anime and megan the stallion likes anime and it's like this whole like kind of paradigm shift where it's like something that was used to be made fun of and was seen as lame, like it's like actually really cool and mainstream now, and it's just like whoa, like just because a couple hunks started doing it, like that's all it takes to be cool. Um, and apparently, yes, all it takes, all, all every movement needs to to all every movement needs to be cool is just a couple hunks to get on board. And I've always said that. um Anyway, so yeah, I think Taylor Swift's awesome. Uh, she's just being a businesswoman, like just getting her bag. And what has she done except for make some awesome hits and go see her boyfriend at football? Oh, yeah, Charles Barkley. He said in an interview with Bob Costas, he said, if you're yelling at Taylor Swift and telling her that she's ruining football, then you're a loser. You're just a loser. Bored jackass. Either one. (laughs) I was like, okay. I was like, okay. um, That's awesome. Anyway, um... Oh my gosh. So yeah, that's Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey. I think they're so cute. And my mom made a really good point. She was like, I want them to get married because Taylor Swift's album after having a kid is going to be fire. And I was like, that is so true. The amount of emotional depth she's going to have after giving birth and having a bebe. Like, that's going to be awesome. That's going to be, that's going to be amazing. Anyway, so now what you've all been waiting for, my beef with kickers in parentheses, Kurt Hummel being Kurt Hummel from Glee being the kicker, and I think I'm gonna post this on like my Instagram, maybe. Um, just this video of like Kurt kicking the ball to single ladies. It's so funny. But I have been to a couple games. I have seen a couple games on television where the game winning point gets determined by a kicker. It's like these men, these men have been putting their blood, sweat and tears into the game for an hour and a half, two hours, you know, smelling each other, putting on nasty cleats and socks and pads that haven't been washed in six months. And they're facing down and like bonking into each other at the rate of like bumper cars, you know, they're like tearing each other down. And you're gonna get a kicker on the field to decide whether like who wins and loses and it's so crazy the college football game that I just saw where the kicker lost the game and he just crumbles like I've only crumbled to the floor with emotion when I've heard that a relative has died and this guy did it in front of thousands of people because he lost the point I'm like It's kind of dumb for the players that are playing the whole game. And it's also like a lot of pressure to put on one person. And a lot of times like people are like, it's not just one person who can win and lose. Like It's a whole team. Like this one guy who was like, I said, you win as a team, you lose as a team. One play doesn't define a game. It doesn't define a season. I know people are going to be out there saying that. We've got to be there for him because again, we execute a couple plays, if we executed a couple plays prior, probably singing in a different tune right now. And so he's basically saying like, if we scored a couple extra points earlier, if we didn't fumble that ball, or if we made it a couple extra yards on that, like they wouldn't have been put in the position to like miss the kick in the first place. And I'm like, that's their job though, is to make it. So you can't anyway so i'm just like it's just a little silly it just seems a little performative and a, like all right guys can we like maybe next year at the nfl after they listen to this podcast uh in the next meeting they have they're gonna be like guys should we just get rid of the kicker already i mean uh we've been wanting to do it for years we haven't been able to but uh the people are rioting um so yeah I'm uh, I'm looking forward to that because it's just a little silly to me and it's also really sad listen to this one kicker who lost the game he says it's the same it's the same team as the guy Allen who I just quoted uh, who's like we lose we win and lose as a team this is the kicker's perspective ultimately it's completely on me a dejected bass said in the locker room following the loss Got to do a better job of getting through my target. Got to do a better job of playing it a little bit more left when you have a left to right. I've been here long enough to know that you have to do that. I was trusting my line that I had in warmups. Hit a good ball. It didn't work out. I feel terrible. I love this team, and it hurts. This one hurts bad. I've got to bet. I've got to do a better job. And I just mean, he just keeps going like, I've just got to do a better job. And I'm like, yeah, that is kind of a lot of pressure to put on one guy. Um, anyway, so here, that's that's everything. Basically, now I'm on my football media. So if you're ready to be recommended to for free, go ahead. And I mean, you could be done now. You could be like, okay, I got all my hype that I need for the Super Bowl. Um, you know a little bit of the players about the 49ers. You know a little bit more about the Travis Kelseys, I mean the Kansas City Chiefs, Um, but any whoosie, some football media. Sue Sylvester Shuffle, season two, episode 11 of Glee. This is the iconic episode where the Glee club and the McKinley High football team they unite and perform heads will roll slash thriller in zombie makeup at the halftime show and everyone needs to see it because it actually rocks my socks off um the movie rudy because i love sean astin he reminds me of my dad i've never actually seen rudy before but um i've seen the poster and it looks pretty good to me it's a college football movie Anyway, Remember remember the Titans. It's just a genuinely fantastic movie. And there's a lot of hotties in it, but you didn't hear that from me. And if you're Porter listening, you didn't hear that last part. Um, I just watch it for the dialogue anyway. Um, this one is for the girls' bottoms. It's not really a football movie, but there's football players in it because it's like a high school. And at the end, the football the football field gets sprinkled with pineapple juice. At a football game, so it's pretty funny. And concussion. This is with a movie with priest slap Will Smith about the how the NFL and football in general are responsible for a lot of brain damage in the players. And yeah, that's like a lot. That's a huge controversy that's going on right now. And it's like kind of the reason why a lot of like, uh, not not a lot of people, but like the NFL is kind of promoting a lot of like flag football at schools. Um, you've probably seen a couple, um, couple commercials about that, because there's just like a lot of brain damage that happens, and you're just in middle school and high school, and you don't have the technique down, and you bang heads together, and anyway, so it's just I think that's a really interesting movie. My parents really liked it. I've never seen it. Um, I'm probably going to watch it at some point. I really like Will Smith. Um, anywho, this movie, When the Game Stands Tall, I don't remember really what happens. I just know I watched it with my water polo team in seventh grade and we all came out of the theater crying. And Cato from The Hunger Games is in the movie. So it's probably good for a laugh. And the last movie I'm going to recommend is The Game Plan with Dwayne The Rock Johnson. It's awesome. I grew up watching that movie. And seeing Dwayne The Rock Johnson in a tutu is hilarious. And all the hijinks he gets up to with his daughter. That's hilarious. Anywho, I also wanted to wrap up. I know I said I was going to wrap up with the movies. But this is what I'm actually going to wrap up with. Is the best Super Bowl halftime shows of all time. And granted, I've not seen every single Super Bowl halftime show of all time. But um, these are the best ones in my opinion. Beyoncé, 2013. I do not need to say more. You just need to go onto YouTube and look it up and watch it. It's amazing. She's amazing. Coldplay 2016, which is also featuring Beyonce and Bruno Mars. That just looked like a lot of fun, honestly. And I did cry when Coldplay started playing um, really any of their music. I mean, like, they're all just tearjerkers, right? Anyway, Lady Gaga 2017, when she jumps off the roof of the stadium. That is so funny. And I have her like squirrel suiting flying squirrel jumping off in my brain forever and she's a great performer too and it's just really fun time and she wears like football pads it's really on theme so good for her and the last one me and my old roommate she got me onto this video the creed 2001 super bowl halftime show as if the Super Bowl couldn't get any more American, you have to rap in America's favorite band, Creed. And it's in 2001. It was in November 2001, right after 9-11. So there's aerial acrobatics, soldiers on the field. People are crying. People are cheering for America. We're all united. It's They're singing higher. So I'm just saying, if you're like feeling a little cynical about America, please just go watch that. Please just go watch that. Give America a chance. Because I was about to move to Italy before I saw that video. I was like, I'm done. I'm moving to France. Um, I'm done paying. um, I don't know what's a tax in America that they don't pay in France. But um, I'm done. I'm done with all my taxes going to our trillion dollar army. Um. But if that's controversial to say, then no, I'm not. I'm glad to pay that. But anyhow, that's not the point. The point is I was this close to moving to France or Italy. um, And then I watched that video and then I bought a house here. So I'm like, okay, I'm never leaving. So anyway, please go and watch that. And I don't know. I don't know if anyone's ever going to listen to this. Maybe just my sister. I had a lot of fun putting it together and recording it. and I love sports. Hey, I love sports. Like what can I say? Um, and I'm really excited to do, to do a next a next podcast. I think I might do basketball because I heart basketball with my with my heart. I heart it with my heart. Um, but anyway, thank you for listening. This has been just sporty things with Annika Flandro.